0: Hey, hello and
1: welcome to a very special edition of Show and Tell. Uh, I and am John Park here in my workshop and uh, unlike our uh, usual Wednesday Show and Tell, hi, this yeah. one's in California and at a different yeah. time. Uh, I. Uh, appreciate everyone for stopping by for this and I hope we have a chance to see some cool projects that people are working on or uh, tools, tips, tricks, happy stories they want to tell, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, we'll probably try to go for a half hour on this show. Uh, and what I'd love to do is have people head to the link that I place in. Uh, oh, I'm going to turn down my headphone volume for a second. They hear an echo. Uh, how is that? Does that improve it? I hope so. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to place a link. I think I've got the right link to place in the discord chat. So, oh, I still have an echo apparently, huh? Well, we'll work through that, um, over time. I hope. Oh, I wonder, am I playing this in some window somewhere? I sure am. I found it. Sorry about that, I had a YouTube window over there that was uh, sneakily playing it in the background. So you were hearing it, I wasn't uh, growing pains. So let's grab a link and place it in the Discord for you. If you are interested in joining, just head on over to the Adafruit Discord. You can also get there by going to adafruit.it Slash Discord, and that's a link that we'll send you over to uh, to our Discord. Uh, C. Grover over in Discord says that it was sounding so spacious. Yeah, the giant, spacious, capacious, echoey reverb. Uh, so we've got some people from Adafruit that are joining us. We've got some uh, very special friends of Adafruit joining. We have, hopefully, some strangers that we've never met before. Uh, I'm going to start it off with our very own Katni. Uh, hello, Katni. Can hello. we... A mic check. Oh, yeah, I hear you great. How Excellent. are
2: you? I am doing very well.
1: Fantastic. Uh, tell me, have you got a project to share with us or some I, other I uh, humorous anecdote, anecdote? What's going on over there?
2: Well, humorous is the fact that uh, I'm very excited this project is not on fire. Um, Why is that? I put it together to show it off before uh, show and tell. And couldn't figure out why the LEDs weren't lighting up, and kind of gave up on it because I was helping you with uh, some, some checks on controls and so on, and then noticed that there was something on my desk smoking. I now have <laughs> I wish a, I had very, a video. I have a very melted ground wire now. Um, but it's just the housing. The ground wire still works. So what I have here is a strip of dot star LEDs. And they are running off of a very off-label use of the NeoPixel 8 board. Let's see if I can get this to focus, probably can't. Um, The NeoPixel 8 board is designed to work with NeoPixels. Uh, It's designed to do some fancy DMA stuff with NeoPixels. However, uh, it also works as a set of level shifted pins. So uh, I have it hooked up to a Feather NRF52840 and it's using two of those pins as SPI instead of using them as a data line for NeoPixels. And what this means is I can have these running very quickly, they're very bright, and that's just gonna be how it is. Um, But they're running very fast, and that's because it's a hardware SPI combination of pins, Um, but it also means that I don't have to solder up a level shifter. So, Yeah, so I hooked it up and, and everything seems to be working. And what that means is um, I the plan for this is actually to run it as a controller for a tabletop lightbox photo studio that I built. And I wanted to have a very compact controller uh, package. And now I'll be able to do that because it'll just be um, a feather and two feather wings with it. And uh, everything should fit in a space about that big with some short headers. And so I'm looking forward Sorry. to doing that. But this is just the prototype to make sure that everything was working properly and since it's not on fire it is working properly
1: that's excellent and are those uh are you going to be using them for uh like warm cool uh white lighting
2: yeah so Uh, i have two two sets of strips one is cool and one is warm and they're in squares on um acrylic panels and so there's three sides and the eventual plan is to actually use circuit python to be able to control um, warm versus cool and make sure that the, because the density of the two strips are different, um, to make sure that the intensity of both of them are uh, proper so that when I get my lighting, I, I'm getting what I'm actually looking for and I'm able to control all of that, um, both separately and together.
1: That's great. It's gonna be a heck of a light box.
2: Yeah, i Looking I'm forward to seeing
1: it. I'm glad it's uh, the fire was only temporary and not yes. so destructive. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Great job, thank you for stopping by. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can't wait to see the progress on that. Thanks. sorry. All right, let's see. Uh, let's bring on next in order in my little uh, Brady Bunch view of peoples down here. I've got Todd Bot. Hello, Todd Bot. Hello, GP. How's it going
0: today? <laughs> it's going good. Uh, Tell us where you're calling from. From sunny, well, actually, yeah, from mostly sunny Pasadena, California. And uh, it's uh, finally gotten not cold around this area, which is nice. Good. So the thing I want to show yeah. is um something that thank you, you're the reason why I finally it's been languishing for several weeks. And um and it is a uh guitar foot switch pedal board for US, but but it outputs USB MIDI. But right now it's just sending out notes. And the way it uh the way it works is there's just a let me slide this off here. Uh, a small trinket, M zero in here. Uh, which way? This way. Running Circuit Python, and um, and the case is uh, 3D printed, and you can just kind of all it's all very modular. You can just take it apart, and the of course we actually see what it looks like. Feel so like the other game. And right now it's got a USB jack. Um, an upcoming version is going to have a MIDI jack, but I'll probably have to. Upgrade to a itsy bitsy instead of a trinket M0 because this uses up pretty much all of the available pins on a trinket um, The other thing you could do is you could put these buttons in it Which I got a whole bag of these awesome buttons from the all electronic surplus place uh, In Los Angeles and these are pretty great buttons Maybe this could also be a keyboard But the reason why I have this is because this device here um, can be controlled via via MIDI via foot pedal There's a commercial foot pedal for it you control like uh, record and playback. It's it's basically like a little like MIDI workstation sort of thing, and, um, and I thought instead of buying the commercial thing, why don't I just make one out of three D printed parts and on you know ten dollars worth of random guitar parts. It's beautiful, and it oh, works wow. pretty well. And um, all the little bits are are uh, just kind of all snapped together. Um, so you know hopefully it'll be it'll be robust. The first version was really robust because it was a solid tube. And it print really fast. The yeah, only problem is, <laughs> yeah. How do you get? There? I spent all these all this time printing this out, and then going, oh, oh, <laughs> in <Tipping laughs> so, a bottle. So the new version uh, is is two pieces, and it's still pretty strong. It seems pretty durable. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> I love the modular design
1: with the channels uh, to slide stuff in. Is that something you created yourself?
0: Uh, basically, I mean, I, I was I was definitely channeling haha aluminum channel with this yep. design. And I found I was thinking, well, what if I just took two aluminum L brackets and mounted them? But then it turns out there's a bunch of aluminum profile that kind of is made to slide together, mm-hmm. and so that's what, that's what this ended up being. there, and and um and yeah, it goes together pretty nice. And uh, it currently needs a little bit of hot glue to stay together, but um, I think if I update these little detents, then it'll all be perfect. Beautiful, really cool,
1: awesome project. And so you're you're using uh, Circuit Python in it currently and tiny USB.
0: To uh, send uh, circuit python uh just circuit python yeah i guess that has tiny has tiny speed kind of built into it and yeah it was right. pretty easy but you do have to because the, the the trinket has such little disk space you do have to like sort of trim out a lot of the midi library to get mm-hmm. just the bits you need <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yep
0: optimize <laughs> yeah very cool
1: well thank you for sharing that uh we're looking forward to seeing more from that Project in that line is that something you'll be posting up on uh, GitHub at some point?
0: Yeah, GitHub and my blog and Twitter, of course.
1: Good, keep us posted on that and uh, uh, stick around because we'll call back on you to play some music at the end of this.
0: (laughs) Awesome, thanks, thanks, Pat.
1: All right, sorry about my shenanigans with with cameras and and uh, and all. I'm getting used to the Streamyard interface here. Uh, Next up, we will go to our good friend Mark Frauenfelder. Hello, Mark. How are you?
3: doing How's it well going? thanks
1: oh my gosh Good. your background you're in Wee's yeah. playhouse i
3: am in Wee's playhouse yeah that using the fun. green screen option yeah peewee uh I made this available on his website oh no people kidding people yeah i thought it <laughs> was great. such a cool idea i love it yeah <laughs> so much better than looking at my bedroom oh that's cool but any anyway yeah so uh i uh i have a desk that has a lot of USB hubs and external drives and stuff like that. And it was just, there's cords all over the place. I'm plugging things in and out, charging up phones, watches, Nintendo switches. So let me see if, I'll try not to give people vertigo, but I just went to a website called makercase.com. Are you familiar with that? Oh, it's like
1: a parametric uh, finger joint box building site, right?
3: Exactly. Yeah, it's so easy to use. And so I just, Basically, I have a Glowforge laser cutter, so I just used up as much uh, material from one sheet as possible. And I just made this, this box here on the Glowforge laser cutter. And this is just standard draft board. And then inside I put uh, uh, my powered USB hub and uh, an external drive, and then another regular USB uh, uh, charger, powered USB charger so that I have all of my cables and stuff. I can just like pull them out if I need extra room. Um, And so- That's great. Yeah. Oh, that camera just disappeared, but- uh, uh, Let me see, I can, uh, but anyway, it's- uh, Very elegant. Yeah, it's such a great, so so those holes serve both as ventilation and as uh, you know, exit and entrance ports on all four sides. And a laptop stand. And it's a laptop. So it, it, I have extra real estate on my, my, uh, my desk. And I think that, uh, I actually have one other big drive here hiding behind. So I'm going to modify the design and make one that just has everything going uh-huh. in and out of it. Oh, I love um, that. And, and were you, did I'll you just set. press
1: fit it? You didn't need to glue it or anything.
3: So you can, I actually, it. I ran a little bit of white glue around the, the tabs
0: mm-hmm.
3: and, uh, I've, I've had it now for probably three weeks or so, and it seems to be holding up really well.
1: That's excellent. Love yeah, it.
3: Simple little thing. Does That's the very trick, nice though.
1: design. What did you use to... Um, so you you brought uh, like a SVG file out of the website design and then straight
3: into the Yeah, platform. exactly. I, I did that and then, I, well, I just took an SVG, the box at uh, makercase.com does a great job. And then I used Adobe Illustrator to just draw the circles.
1: Oh, okay, right. Add, because add it details.
3: doesn't do that, but it's so yeah, easy. Yeah, you can
1: yeah. you can add uh rastered stuff too if you wanted to put designs or uh yeah, a ruler on it or something like that. You've got uh you can add other things before you you go and uh and cut an etch, right?
3: Yeah. And I I probably will when I do a, another version, but I just wanted to just do something with a, a in a short amount of time, and I honestly think from the time that I got the idea until the time I was like actually using it was an hour that's at most. impressive. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah you know, you can, you can say what
1: you want about uh, 3D printers, but there's something about a laser cutter that uh, makes it an incredibly fast process sometimes yeah. to get a, get a project done.
3: I love laser cutters so much. Yeah. Uh, that's terrific.
1: Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that, Mark. Uh, and, yeah, thanks, thanks John. Coming on, it was great to have you and, uh, and Pee-wee's Playhouse as well.
3: Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, cool. I'll I'll, uh, I'll looking forward to seeing who else is on the show. Terrific! Like Thanks for coming by. Okay. Yeah. Take care, John.
1: All right. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, head to our our good friend Scott up next, who is not in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Now, can you hear me? I can hear you great, and it looks like you're in your apartment.
4: Ah, uh, yeah, I'm in my house, your uh, house. where I'm always. And there's cats in the window, but they're white, so they're hard to see in their beds there. Cats. Um, yeah, it, it's nice out because it's the afternoon. Uh, but, you know, we've been wanting to do BLEEP, MIDI stuff, and we were talking keyboards, and so I thought I would show this. Ooh. Excellent. It's a PSS 30. I think the conclusion in the internet is that it's basically, like, the most toy of toy keyboards from the 80s. Um <laughs> uh, keen on keys just did an actually an awesome review of the pss 130 which is actually the same guts in a bigger package um so let me just open it up so the the back is just uh where the batteries go and so i took that off and then it's just a single pcb and that pcb is just single-sided so even though all of these uh components are on this side all the traces are actually on the other side so if i just Pull that up. We can see this is what it looks like underneath the keys. And I was jealous. We were looking at yours earlier, and you had diodes. And this one doesn't have any diodes at all. Um, It only has what I think are three resistors on this side. I think it's doing a resistor ladder, meaning that when it's reading the key matrix, it's actually reading different analog values. Um, so this one's going to be tougher than the one you have for sure. So, so I want to figure that out.
1: So you, there are multiple pins, but on each pin, a key is going to be like 10 ohms, 50 ohms, hundred ohms. Oh, yeah.
4: Something like that. I, I think is how they do it. I haven't actually figured it out yet, but my hope is that what I can do is basically preserve this circuitry, but put a uh, circuit Python in the middle of the key matrix, meaning, I can read in what keys are being pressed and do it as a BLE MIDI controller or I'll be able to output the from no. the the mid, yeah, like the key presses from MIDI oh. um, coming in as well, which mm. I think would be really cool. So you could have like an iPad sequencer playing, playing that thing. Oh, this oh, okay. thing.
1: Both directions. That's um,
4: and then of course you can put like a line out. It doesn't even have a line out or anything in it as well. Mm. So um, And it doesn't do velocity like yours does, which is neat too. Uh, yeah, I'm, exci- I'm excited for us to get into this world of like hacking modern stuff and old stuff.
1: Yes. So. Excellent. And is that a um, Seattle Goodwill find on one of your runs? That oh, you for yeah. A
4: I found this online. <laughs> I've I've actually I think I've showed off some of the other ones that I've got. Mm-hmm. I've got like a PSS 460, which is like much bigger. And it's got uh, the same chip or, or similar chip to a Sound Blaster. Um, okay. this one's like even more cost reduced than that is. Uh, but I saw this and I was like, this is the best size, right? Like this is by far the smallest thing that I've got. And so it's really, uh, nice to hack on. And because it's like the most toy one, like I can do, I figure I could do this one first, mm-hmm. um, and then scale up to the larger ones.
1: And it's also kind of the coolest thing to use as a BLE controller on like a monster synth somewhere else. So you get a <laughs> sound out of this dinky thing. <laughs> I don't have you a monster s- yet. Yeah. yeah, software synth though. You can send it to your, send it to your computer. Yeah. It should Excellent. Be cool. cool. That's a fun one. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm wor- looking forward to working with you on on hacking s- this other style of uh, of keyboard here. So um, exciting to have the BLE MIDI stuff coming to Circuit Python.
4: Yeah, it's going to be neat.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. That seems like everyone. I know we had uh, uh, there was another user in here who has disappeared. Um,
4: so if you, if you want, I could go grab the big one.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. We've got a little time here. So I'll be right back. Uh, I don't grab know. another keyboard.
4: Right. Uh, I can't see if anybody's queued up. So I'll, uh, all right, I'll go I'll, grab I'll, another one. That sounds good.
1: Uh, I'll if you didn't catch this on either last uh, on my show, this is a keyboard module. I pulled out of a MIDI keyboard controller. That's kind of an old one from the nineties. Um, that was an M audio big kind of dorky looking thing, but it has this really elegant uh, module that I'm gonna try to turn into just a standalone MIDI BLE controller by tucking uh, the guts under there and, and building sort of a wood enclosure for it. So uh, this has a diode matrix for the keys. And there's there's in fact two diodes per key because there are two contacts per key, which is how velocity uh, is measured depending on the, um, difference in time between the first and second contact on a given key getting hit. So uh, we'll uh, we'll be using that as well. Uh, hey, and Scott is back with a much bigger keyboard. Let's bring you on here.
4: Yeah, wow. so this is the 460, I think is what it is. It's obviously much bigger. Here's the comparison. So they're both like 1980s Yamaha keyboards. This has two speakers. But it's actually fake stereo. It does like a wobble between the two, um, which is pretty wild. And I think the back here is, I'm like standing up back from the camera because it's so large. I think I have it all open.
1: How much fur and dust did you pull out of that when you first got it? Is the question that's usually.
4: Um, That's a good question. I mean, I have two white cats, so white cat hair gets everywhere anyway. Um, But Uh, I've actually washed these in the sink, so they're not too grody now. Um, This one is kind of interesting because it's got separate... So this is the battery holder, but it's actually got uh, like three PCBs. So it's got this PCB here with this ribbon cable connected to this green one. This green one is like all the the brains of it. And then uh, there's also... Looks like there's diodes here, so I could do the same trick as yours. Um, And then there's this also... This uh, third PCB under here is also just all the controls as well. So um, you can see that they're all pressed up there and stuff. So it should be cool. I just got to figure out um, timing and stuff. So very cool. It'll be neat. I'm excited to do yours as a first pass and then intercepting it gets a little trickier, I think. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, Yeah.
1: uh, Todd actually brought up a comment the other day about how high tech we have gotten in order to replicate what one cable used to do in the 80s when actual DIN 5 MIDI was pretty standard. <laughs> now we're, yeah. we're, uh, we're plumbing the depths of uh, of tech depravity just to make these old things work.
4: Right. Well, none of these, neither of these have MIDI out. Right. So not, yeah, this one doesn't right. have MIDI out either, so adding that would be nice. Yeah. I'm, I am curious with the Beeli MIDI, as you're more of a musician than I am, but there is a lot of latency concerns around it, which I think is why it hasn't picked up. Yeah, actual musicians uh, I've talked to, because
1: I just dabble in stuff, but actual musicians I've talked to are generally pretty anti the latency, uh, which I think was maybe in the order of like 100 milliseconds or something like that. Uh, 120 I think
4: uh, it, sh- it shouldn't it's, be that bad Yeah, If we can get it better um, than
1: that he, My friend Mark was saying that it was just kind of un Unworkable That even what seems like a pretty low latency to me But if you're a real musician and you're trying to Play with feeling and time And other musicians it was generally I think The, the BLE at least in the early days of BLE MIDI was considered right. pretty slow but I think
4: BLE in general is is faster um, So what you could Expect now I think is more like 11 0.75 milliseconds mm-hmm. is kind of the fastest mm-hmm. fastest issue it'll be and then it could be a little bit worse if you're sending a lot of stuff
1: or if it's if you're worrying about two directions of sort of sending and receiving uh, like,
4: so i think that that 11 milliseconds is like the the time between times that they talk to each other uh-huh. right like low energy be low energy is low energy because it's actually not doing anything for a lot of that time right Right. Um, And then the more modern BLE 5 stuff has ways of saying, like, I'm going to talk to you every 11 milliseconds, but I can Mm -hmm. tell you that I actually need more time as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, um, under 7 milliseconds tends to be a pretty good target point for digital stuff, says Dylan on YouTube. Um, Unfortunately, when I was iOS, the minimum time you can get for BLE connection intervals is 11. Beely itself will go down to 7, but that is um, only Android will do that. iOS will not go down that mm-hmm. far. Yeah, c- and
1: iOS is definitely a good target for these kinds of things because there's so many interesting uh, synth programs on there that like Moog just released their uh, free app. It's usually like a $30 or $40 app. I don't know if it still is, but they were doing, a, hey, you're quarantined, grab this Moog app for iOS and maybe Android, uh, which is a, a Model D uh, recreate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think with with hardware synths, you can also get dongles that uh, basically are a BLE module that plugs into the two DIN five MIDI in outs. Uh, right, like right. One a makes, makes one, so there's definitely yep. a, a possibility of using a lot of different synths with with BLE. So we'll see where we go with it.
4: Yeah, I'm excited to see how well it works. There's it even does like BLE MIDI does time stamping of the messages, so when you write like, oh, node on, it actually puts a timestamp to give you like granularity within that 11 milliseconds, oh, uh-huh. um, which is interesting, too.
1: I see. So the, the MIDI message itself has its own time within the 11 millisecond package going across.
4: Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. And so that'll be cool to see what you think.
1: Yeah, good. All right, well, thank you uh, for stopping by and showing those. Uh, and I think what we'll do now is bring Todd on to play us out with this uh, very special edition of a show and tell. Uh, and I want to thank everyone for, uh, for showing up and, and for people who brought on projects or people who watched. So, uh, Todd, take it away.
0: <laughs> All right, this is, this is just through my laptop microphone. <laughs> All right.